you've tuned into Mud Hut. I hope you enjoy the podcast today. Coming from London Town. It's time for the transits and ephemerides news and weather report for Sunday, the 19th of July. This is coming from 9.45am UT time. So adjustments to whatever time zone you are in. So today on Sunday, I just want to ask a quick question. Is anyone feeling warm, cosy, homely, yummy, just feeling a bit kind of like they need to be at home? I mean, yes, we are kind of captured at the moment, but there's a nice feeling of being at home. Um, If that doesn't apply to you, sorry about that. Um, But this sun today on the Sunday is is in 27 degrees cancer the moon is in 10 degrees cancer mercury is in seven degrees cancer we've got three major planets there in space in cancer we've got venus in 14 degrees gemini we've got mars in 12 degrees aries got jupiter 21 degrees retrograde capricorn Saturn, 28 degrees retrograde Capricorn. Uranus, 10 degrees Taurus. Neptune, 20 degrees retrograde Pisces. Pluto, 23 degrees retrograde Capricorn. Chiron, 9 degrees retrograde Aries. True Node, 28 degrees retrograde Gemini. True Lilith, 4 degrees retrograde Aries. So, the major planets are direct, but the outer planets are mostly in retrograde right now. And we are experiencing a waning moon heading for that new moon on Monday the 20th of July roughly coming in at 5am UT time so that could be a few hours before ahead or a few hours behind depending on where your location is so I will talk about this cancer energy Adjust your sets. Next up, we have Cancer by Deborah Van Dyke from the Chords of Cosmos. This is harmonies of the zodiac with crystal bowls for chakra balancing and meditation and healing arts. This composition by Deborah Van Dyke is called Cancer and it's in D sharp, G, and A sharp. Remember, don't adjust your sets. Next up, we have Jupiter Song by OAS. And Jupiter Song is in the key of C. And that's now. cup of tea on this cozy triple cancerian energy sunday i just kind of like also uh want to put out there that when i do my podcasts 
when I do the transits and weather for today, I kind of like am doing it for that time at that moment. So when I release it it's and people listen to it, it's often a week later that people get to tune in or decide to click on the link and listen. But generally some of those energies are still around, but the cycles move quite quickly and I suppose when it comes to things like weekend energies and I'm late to the party in a way because what this energy has been going on since Friday so here we are on Saturday but I'm kind of gearing up towards the new moon energy which is going to be the main topic but um, so yeah it because weather changes constantly so it's always a different kind of it's not always the same so when you listen to what I'm talking about it's it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's going to be relevant a week later two weeks later but um some sometimes um I just generalize quite (coughs) excuse me quite um large generalize quite large (laughs) what am I trying to say I yeah so I try and make it a little bit so that you can use it as a guide excuse me I always get a bit of coffee um and I was thinking about how planets have affected our everyday lives whether we acknowledge that or not like um, Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday are all planets Monday is moon day Monday is moon day don't you love that um, Tuesday is Mars, but obviously in French um, we have Mardi. In Italian it's Martedi. Martedi. Spanish it's Martes, and all the Spanish people are going to come for me now for saying it wrong. Um, Wednesday <clears throat> is Mercury, but we've um, changed it to names of other people, but in Latin, Spanish, French, in Italian, it's still Mercredi, it's still um, directly related to planets, uh, although, um, so yeah, Thursday again is after the planet Jupiter, and French is Judy, Judy, but we've changed it Thursday for whatever modern stuff that we've associated it with. Friday is Venus, so according to the Babylonians who kind of invented this sort of seven-day week thing for the 29-day period for movements up there in the solar system, um, Saturday is Saturn, so um, in French it's Samedi, in Italian Sabbat, Sabbat? Sabatu, Sabatu, um, <laughs> and Saturni in Latin, but we haven't changed that. Saturday is Saturn Day, and then Sunday is yes, you've guessed it from the sun. So, and it's uh, it's obvious, isn't it? But I suppose, do we think about that? I think that this weekend, I feel like the energy was like, I've just got to go out, I want to get, I want to party, I want to just have a good time. Um, but obviously in current climate and situation and whatever is happening in the universe, you know, it's not really encouraged to do that. You can't really gather or congregate. And I'm not really that interested in going to the pub, you know. Um, But this moon on Monday and this energy is actually, I feel, more about self-love. Yes, I said it, people. I said self-love. Um... And uh, when you Google what self, what what does self-love mean? Because it's, you know what, it's again like the weekdays, it's not obvious that, you know, or not like every day we think about why is this called that? Why is it called Monday? Um, 
Apparently, if you Google it, self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing, sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. And then there's like loads of like websites like lifehack.org. 30 ways to practice self-love and be good to yourself. Um, There's loads of things. I think like what the point I'm trying to make is... When a new moon comes in and you've got this much energy that is clearly dominant out there it's it's a good time to think about what it is that you want and especially with the new moon in cancer happening on the 20th of july it's not just a new moon it's a double cancer energy um cancer energy is sensitive emotional nostalgic and it opposes saturn bringing feelings of isolation rejection and coldness sometimes on a negative state um so you have to go through all these feelings like I was saying to uh, my friend if you go out like just be mindful of the fact that you may be super sensitive you may be irritable you may have like you know other people may be feeling that therefore bouncing that energy onto you um that's all I mean. It's just be aware of it. I'm, I would never say, like, don't do this, don't do that, don't go out, don't stay in, don't la la la. I just like, just be sort of cautious as to what energies are floating around there. Um, and it's always pretty much never, ever anything to do with you. Um, so the sun, moon, and Mercury are all in Cancer today, and the new moon in Aries. Uh, new moon in cancer is on monday um are you feeling any different out there people i wonder if you're thinking about how uh, are you feeling overwhelmed the cancer energy is a protective energy it's the sign of the mother love nurturing and kindness Cancer is the crab, hides under a shell, mainly to avoid conflict by burying its head in the sand to avoid dealing with it. But it's important to um, stay positive. It is quite a rare new moon here on the July the 20th. And when new moons generally are in end cycles, and I think this one is also something collated, a cycle back in 2018. So set your intentions on Monday for whatever it is that you're thinking about. And um, so here we go. Um, The new moon in Cancer will be opposing the current Saturn Pluto Jupiter conjunction in retrograde. So we've have, I did say that in transits, that all the half of the planets, the outer planets, are in retrograde, but the main planets are direct. Um, This indicates a possibility of emotions coming up that aren't the most comfortable. This could be a tug between old negative patterns and need to change and move forward well that's kind of like general sense really when you're thinking about it um i'm just going through lists of what people were saying out there on social media about the new moon and juxtaposing it with the energies that you're feeling um if you're feeling anything did everyone go out last night on a saturday night friday night i really felt i mean i live next door to a very big old boozer and um, people were desperate, really, to come together and be together. Why? And that's what we are as human beings. We need to be together. We need to congregate and communicate and socialise. And we need to have physical contact, which is what is making, for me, as a, an Aquarian, as a very huggy, touchy person, tactile person, I find it personally quite challenging. But also, at the same time, my energy was also uh, aloof and distant 
and I can also go completely the other way so I'm kind of like in a way my my makeup is kind of geared towards this kind of <clears throat> isolation if if you know any Aquarians they kind of behave like that um but with can with other people with people who don't see that about themselves and especially after a few <laughs> sherbets down the pub um yeah, I, I, the vibration is really raised um, since people have been able to uh, get back out there and socialise. Um, there were like, as I live near quite a sweet little common, and I think everyone's the 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 the, um, the price. What's it? The what was I going to say about the camping chairs? The uh, the uh, stocks for camping chairs must have gone up because uh, everyone's just sitting in there. I'm going to get one because, well, I, I did have one, but they, they break quite easily. But, um, yes, I've been meaning to get one because I just don't... I'm not really that comfortable in meeting people in restaurants, clubs, pubs right now because there's not enough facts, there's not enough information still um, as to... I've got lots of theories, <laughs> and they are theories, so... Um, but the but the safest thing to do is is just indulge in this cancerian energy and it's all about home it's all about that goodness of motherly love and just in, not too much indulgement mind you know i know that um cancerians love an indulgement but that's going to lead me on to my next segment which is going to discuss <clears throat> i can't really find that many um triple cancerian but i will try but double cancerian is quite prominent in some familiar characters in the world so that will be my next segment So we are heading on into the segment of cancer energy in familiar people in popular society and history and pop culture <clears throat> so that we can perhaps find some kind of similarity in behaviour or pattern or anything really that may think may give you some kind of indication how energies work. Um, that's how I figure things out. Um, it's a guide. It's not solid. It's just familiar pattern. And sometimes that can give you um, the information however you derive there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Firstly, we are going to discuss Eric Arthur Blair. Now, he is somebody who famously had a pen name and we know it as George Orwell born on the 25th of June 1903 he was born in Moti Hari Bihar India yep Indian and he produced literary criticism poetry and fiction and he's best known for his allegorical novella, Animal Farm, which was released in 1945. <clears throat> and then he went on to write in 1949-1984. Uh, his non-fiction works include Road to Wigan Pier, which was released in 1937, and homage to Catalonia in 1938. Um, I really do think about this energy. I've always thought it about people who have du with double, double this energy or cancer with the moon in something quite prolific, a thinker, a thinker sign, a thinker planet, um, have a psychic energy. So they, they, they read the road ahead. They can sort of channel 
or write things down that perhaps they don't even know where it's coming from, but it comes to them and they know how to articulate that. And for me, that's a real similar pattern as to how, how people have survived how people have um, are always ahead and they always so this energy a lot of the time in my experience um, know the latest bands know what's coming what LPs are released before anybody else knows that they're being released or they're into things before other people are into things or you know but they do sort of press that issue it's just like well I was <clears throat> I was doing that five years ago type thing but you I do and they you know if you and they are psychic and when you do think about them suddenly you get a text message or a phone call or you know somehow something has appeared um, and I find that this uh, combination of people um, are are futuristic or have a foresight whether they know whether they knowingly project that or not so um that's certainly the case for George Orwell when um he's um thinking about it post or during World War II in 1945 um and writing these things um a dystopian novel for example where the future is you know got CCTV everywhere and cameras everywhere and you're being watched by Big Brother and and at the time it must have sounded so far-fetched and and so out there and yet we're living in society where that is the norm that is normality and yeah so I do feel that this he I mean he's a prime example of um that kind of um high vibration at its best in a way even you know I mean he lived in he was born in 1903 um, I didn't realise that he'd only, he died in 1950. That means he died age 46. Um, his alma mater is Eton. And he does come from... Um, a gently, you know, a gentri- gentrified existence um, from his great-grandfather evidently um and then they had their connections which I didn't know also uh in plantations in Jamaica and um in, in India so his father worked in the opium department <laughs> of the Indian civil service his mother Ida grew up in Burma seemingly with a French father and had some sisters and then went back to England and uh, yeah so they went they did live in my one of my favorite places in England Henley on Thames which is where we used to go sometimes of an evening and sit on the river with a paint um so yeah his existence is really like pleasant um very good schooling very yeah I'm getting this like really homely good education well-heeled family surroundings were you know what what do they 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 actually call it lower upper middle class so I'm I'm um, just going through Blair, a.k.a. George Orwell. Um, his existence is really kind of like not really spoken about. We all know about his books. In fact, I think we've all got a book of his somewhere in our bookshelves. But do we really know about the person? Do we really know about what, how he lived or what influenced him or... Who were his friends? Who did he... You know, this sort of stuff is fascinating for me. Um, So there's a plaque to Orwell in Hampstead um, where he was a part-time assistant in Book Lovers Corner, a second-hand bookshop in Hampstead. 
uh, run by Francis and Mai Fan Wei Westrop. Um, so yeah, I think we can delve into other people now, now that we know that George Orwell is, well, I think we're going to just have, I do want to delve a little bit into his Mercury just quickly so we can then gather what his communication is and wouldn't it be bizarre if his communicato would be i would like to know whether it's somewhere in pisces or libra um let's have a look did not know that george orwell was six foot two these things fascinate me so his mercury was in gemini and his venus was in Leo. So his sun, moon, cancer, Mercury, Gemini. So that combo tells me his uh, the Gemini aspect in his mercurial energy gathers information and can boffin that into articulate in that into words they have the stamina and the ability to write down all the emotional sensitive thoughts and predicaments even um and articulate that gemini energy will help articulate that which is really an interesting thing for um that t- double cancer to have um i'm just slightly um what's the word i'm distracted because i've just come i've just thought to myself that really reminds me of another cancerian who i really want to do a long segment on at some point um on a very different scale, but also a Cancerian, born on the 18th of July. His birthday was just yesterday. The my One of my heroes, one of my lovely writing heroes, Hunter S. Thompson, born as a Cancerian with his moon in Sagittarius. So <laughs> just to go off key, like just to juxtapose Hunter S. Thompson with someone like George Orwell, so we've got, I mean, obviously the time frames are different, so they have a different kind of like um, life existence and different time zones and different timelines. Um, but at the same time, they have vision and they have uh, forward thinking and they're both quite heavyweights in politically, in political writing or fiction where you're thinking about things like dystopia and obviously well not obviously not if you don't know much about Huntress Thompson he he, um, he was uh, he was a gonzo journalist who would then write things about what's happening in America in the 60s and 70s and Nixon and Watergate and that sort of thing um, massively controversial because he indulged let's say in the Ken Casey uh, Merry Pranksters uh, world of psychedelia um, with his moon and Sagittarius now I find people so the, the, just the difference here um, and his Mercury is in Leo and Venus and Gemini so he has got that Gemini aspect where he can knuckle down and he can also sort of like articulate these projections and observations uh, in the most bizarre ways that people at first when they first release them are just completely perplexed and just don't get it for for decades they don't get it Um, and then suddenly it's like oh I totally get it oh and then it's in the school curriculum Um, (laughs) But yeah, so what I wanted to say about Moon and Sagittarius, because we did speak about Moon and Sagittarius, I think, was it last week or the week before? Um, oh, well, maybe I haven't spoke about Moon and Sagittarius, because that's something I do. Um, they tend to like a certain lifestyle, uh, non-conformist, even though they always contradict 
that non-conformist by being some kind of conservative in that (laughs) it's just the weirdest energy I mean a Sagittarius that energy does dream of having like a union of people like um, an artist environment where people can live in some kind of I don't want to say cult and I don't community let's say where you know it's not conventional but it is you know, so that that energy is is uh, very different to George Orwell's George Orwell's Moon in Cancer. Um, but maybe you know what? If I delved d- deeper, if I went into a time machine and uh, sort of got to know him, I think that maybe he was like a little bit of a rock and roller. If you see where I'm where I'm going with this. <laughs> So I'm going to then go up to the next. So Prince William, Duke of Cambridge, uh, born June 21st, 1982. His son in Cancer, Moon in Cancer, and his rising is Sagittarius. And he is six foot three. So they're all quite tall bods, these double Cancers. Um, Second up, we've got Courtney Love. I did meet Courtney Love, and she is taller than me. She's about... I would watch it five eight. So yeah, she's about five inches taller than me. So, but when in heels, she does tower over people. So when you look at pictures of um, her and Kurt Cobain, she looks like she's like peering down at him. She she does have this um, illusion of being taller. But then when you see her in Birkenstocks or flat shoes or like Chinese kung fu slippers, which I think I saw her in twice. I saw her, yeah in Birkenstocks and kung sort of like alice shoes she she, it does make her look small so there's an illusion there so she she can be quite tall and she is a sun in cancer a moon in cancer and rising libra which is where she gets the verbal diarrhea so she has all this emotion sensitivity this capacity for learning for knowing stuff for projecting into the future for being psychic for being like all knowing in lots of ways in some ways not really not knowing stuff like uh, expressing how or, or vibing on how other people are feeling about how their projection is affecting them so that's kind of like <laughs> evident here with this ascending in uh libra um I'm, i am going to click on her um birth data and dominance here because I she is such controversial uh character in um popular culture of today um for the last three decades you know she's been literally on a roller coaster since she inherited loads of money off her aunt and then went traveling around the world went to japan went to liverpool hung out with the liverpool musicians up there which she kind of like um recently has released loads of information about um fire a book i think it was nikki haslam is it nikki haslam dave haslam has written about um so her sun is in Cancer, her moon is in Cancer, her Mercury is in one degree Leo. So, <laughs> yes, that does come across. And her Venus is in Gemini, her Mars is in Gemini, her Jupiter is in Taurus, Saturn in Pisces. Um, her Venus is in retrograde Gemini. We've just had Venus retrograde Gemini energy this year. Um, and that did have a profound effect on... Um, in lots in lots of ways people were feeling it so she, she's i feel like her chart is very modern something very kind of like even though like i mean when was she born uh 1964 she's uh moon and cancer energy is very bizarre i find that there is a pattern also how they they do tend to stay on the quiet side about their own parents so they're not really that vocal or want to give credit or appreciate or sometimes distance themselves. I feel like if this was Hollywood or something that they would divorce their parents like Drew Barrett. Didn't Drew Barrymore? Is she moon in cancer? I'm not sure. I know she's a Pisces. I have to think about that. 
they have this sort of like need to get away they they feel that they've been given a disservice somehow through their parenting uh that seems to be a thread i don't know if that's true but certainly is the case with um courtney loves parents um uh yeah she's her mercury and leo oh yeah that's what i want to talk about her rising in libra so sometimes your rising can be the more dominant than other signs and in this case libra probably would be more dominant energy than cancer in in a way because um especially on a on a if, if you're a public speaker or on a verbal uh tip on a verbal tip um she just she just sort of like doesn't have a filter a lot of the time but then you know she really has to literally physically twist herself not to say something if you see the way she speaks she'll sort of be especially what does she speak about she spoke about um Weinstein and Epstein and she she um she kind of gives you little breadcrumbs of information that she bloody knows she knows stuff um and when you see interviews of her, you can kind of like, uh, I don't know, read micro, uh, what's the word, um, characters, you know, twitches, which uh, gives away possibly more than she's verbalising. But she is, she is, um, especially since she's um, had addiction issues. So like, she, she, so if she's had, you know, indulged, and then then, you know the cameras are turned on there's a lot of footage of her just sort of blurting out loads of information um with that mercury and leo um venus and gemini that that combo and cancer energy so this is also what i wanted to say about cancer energy i have lived um think a life thinking that cancer energy is very kind of yeah crab-like and soft and but this hard exterior is often kind of like um, overlooked because I I feel that they are super strong as opposed to not. And um, I realised, I kind of like had that um, epiphany, epiphany when I was looking at Mike Tyson's chart. And I've done his chart way back in a few of my um, episodes. And as a world heavyweight, I'm pretty sure he's, um, and he's from Brooklyn. Uh, he's 5'10". Um, born in 1966. His son in Cancer Moon is Sagittarius, the same as Hunter S. Thompson, who um, also had a um, military background. He did um, his service in the US Army in the 60s, oh, 50s rather. Uh, his, and his, I think his father is from quite a military background, so they're really hard as bloody nails cancer energy you know you deceptively so fooling foolster tricksters you um they do they are um solid people um but they are suckers and succumb to their emotions their needs their desires they do lack discipline um once they have indulged, they want to indulge further. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm straying because I want to talk about double cancer, and I'm I'm just going, I'm just leading on to um, cancer, Sagittarius, Moon and Sagittarius energy. But yeah, Mike Tyson changed that for me when I think to myself, like he is. I mean, for and if you if you watched any of his boxing, any of his. Um, fights um he's just a powerhouse like 15 buffalo bison just smashing that kind of energy um which uh, i'll never think of cancerians as weak again um because emotionally yes but physically no they can um and they have they have this stamina uh, and survival Courtney Love has survived Um, and the next up we have Harrison Ford Um, I do know this energy double cancer or this and they do have like this kind of 
like I, like I was just talking about this mm, what's the word adventurer and I think that Harrison Ford does put that across with his uh, Indiana Jones his Star Wars Luke Han Solo characters you know in, in, the, in the most purest of forms and I think well here we go his, his um, rising also is uh, Libra and he was born on the 13th of July 1942 in Chicago and he stands at 6 foot 1 um Again, I think that he has is has indulged. If you know any stories about him and um, our beloved um, Carrie Fisher, I think they 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 did party quite hard back in the late seventies. Um, and his with him having a rising Libra, I think he has over the years become zipped i don't know whether he's like had faced any legal but he's learned not to be one of these sort of verbal diarrhea types and he generally just keeps himself to himself and doesn't really indulge much in the in the um and also male energy is going to be different to female energy and i haven't clicked on his mercury but you know it might be different to the leo gemini energy that we've been talking about um yep camilla duchess of cornwall Oh, we're talking about another cancer energy. Lady Diana was cancer. Prince Charles seems to be uh, matched with this. Cancerian, homely, wifely, motherly vibration uh, with a real kind of like nature, natural uh, mindset of keeping keeping the home fires burning as it were um, just, I, I did take a little bit of the time space there um, just to give you um, Diana's birthday, which she was born on a Saturday July the 1st 1961 in Sandringham She's sun in Cancer, but here's where we go way off. She is moon in Aquarius. Um, I find that uh, when you have big energies like this with moon in Aquarius, they really do stand out um, from the rest of the herd. Um, Going back to Camilla... I do, I do want to say that um, I feel like somebody else has... I'm just doing a... I'm just trying to get that information up. There is somebody else I feel like has similar energy to Diana, and that's Marilyn Monroe. And she was born on the June the 1st, 1926, in Los Angeles. Um, but she has sun in 10 degrees Gemini, but her moon is in Aquarius as well. So these are really... I can't say majestical is that a word? majestical? or um, there's something about these people that they have an aura, a vibration they they have a sensitivity that people are they have a magnitude like a a feeling of charisma with that moon in Aquarius though I think it, they because they, they don't realise that things are going on around them that may be detrimental to their cause and then that's where they get caught out because they're so trusting and, and ultimately um, their minds just can't get over the fact that <laughs> the reality isn't what we, we think it is so that they, they often become a cropper to... Um, trusting that energy but if we go back to um, old lovely Al Camilla we'll see that she um, is a rising Leo she I think she um, has more of a I don't know something that is more shielded 
protective. Uh, the, definitely with that rising Leo, she, she's um, she's got quite a fiery energy anyway. So um, it's weird that they're both Cancerian, uh, but the can- Moon in Cancer and the Moon in Aquarius <clears throat> opposition on both characters is quite interesting. How um, the Moon in Aquarius people are often seen as um, I don't know. I don't want to use the word loose cannons, but they do sort of have an edge on. I want, yeah, an edge is pretty more. John Lennon had Moon in Aquarius, um, and uh, he he also had that sort of real magnet, that magnetizing edge to him that nobody could really kind of put their finger on as to what it was about him because on paper he you know he wasn't that much of a great guy if you think of the way he behaved in relationships and towards his children or you know you can say a lot of negative things about him but ultimately his as an artist as a creator as a <clears throat> a poet as a musician it's, it, it, nobody has ever sort of come close to to his vision so yeah <clears throat> i feel like moon and cancer which also again this is me kind of coming to thinking about how actually it is more protective than perhaps um protective of itself than it than perhaps moon and aquarius um and 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 in its kind of journey of survival um sophie vergara she is a Colombian model and actress. Uh, Conor McGregor, there we go. Another uh, fighter, born on the 14th of July, 1988 in uh, Dublin. Um, he is a double cancer with Rising Taurus. I have Rising Taurus. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I can see that bull energy <laughs> stampeding through in a ring. You know, it's the exterior. It's how people see you. You're rising. Um definitely cut out to be a, a boxer um <clears throat> featherweight division of the ultimate fighting championship and irish mixed martial artist um we got charlotte gainsburg who is serge gainsburg and jane birkin's offspring i think i think I'm pretty sure yep <clears throat> mother is jane birkin uh she's double cancer as well 19, born in 1971, uh, Rising Aquarius. Um, yeah, I feel that, that sophistication about her um, as a juxtapose against Rising Libra. So this, see, I'm trying to make give you a picture of how these energies work so differently with different people. So even though she's probably got a real rock and roll side to her or a visionary side or, or a psychic side to her, the rising Aquarius will then ground her as opposed to her rising Libra, which will just be like Tourette's, like blah, 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 blah you know. Um, the, uh, that more high energy vibe where Charlotte Gainsbourg, if you juxtapose Charlotte Gainsbourg and then juxtapose Courtney Love, you can see how energies can really differ between just a rising or a moon or... Uh, so in this case they've got the same sun and moon but the rising is different and that can determine sometimes your rising can be a lot stronger than your sun and moon next up we've got jack white born july 9th 1975 in detroit michigan sun in cancer moon in cancer and he's six two he is also quite a controversial um character uh with vision and perspective and foresight you know i think what he did with um, meg white back in whenever it was early 2000s just having a drummer and a guitarist even though it's been done before he he just you know didn't succumb to the uh constrictions the confinements of what band should look like and he he knew he had the confidence with that uh what's his rising can't really see what his um rising is there but um he'd, he'd had the foresight to think you know what i can do this and this and if people don't get it they will at some point 
Um, so he sort of dismissed conventional sort of five, four, five piece band and just went with him and Meg. And what a powerhouse he is. Um, but also at the same time, there is controversy, 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 controversy (laughs) in his personal life. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that. You can just Google it and find out about that one. Um, I may have peaked now with my... Yeah, um, Giorgio Armani, double cancer, 11th of July. We've got... He, the the brand name is associated with uh, luxury and style. The Italian fashion designer, noted for his menwear. <coughs> menwear, menswear. Um, it's Sunday morning. I I can barely speak on a morning and I'm trying to get this podcast out. (laughs) Please bear with me. Um, Rising Leo. I just love the the notion of knowing the different vibration of of similar beings, you know. Um, I'm only picking kind of like um, more dominant ones on astro theme here uh mindy carling who she 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 is um also has she got rising libra no she's um rising gemini according to astrotheme.com uh her birthday is june 24th 1979 uh and she was born in waltham i think that's in massachusetts Um, Her real name is Vera Mindy Chocolingham. Uh, I I, I feel like she should have really used her um, Chocolingham name. I think that's a beautiful name and its connotations and meanings blow my mind right now. Um, But she's changed her name to Mindy Carling to, uh, to conform, to be part of a Western American existence um even her uh name in the office kelly kapoor is kind of like it just bugs me because she has a real authentic sanskrit hindu name um but she's had to change it even in these day this modern times she can't use i'm really like proud of people like um ramesh ranganathan and um, people like him who uh, who haven't changed or mixed up their names, their historical Sanskrit names, to you know a more Westernized, easier, palatable pronunciation. Um, but I she I feel like she does want to do that so that she's not connected too much to her heritage, um, because I guess people do judge you by your exterior and you know um how you know sadly your race etc um she sun in cancer moon in cancer rising gemini uh she went on to make the mindy project which i started watching about 10 years ago i think or whenever it first started i thought it was hilarious and i never ever ever never seen um south indian uh heritage people making real kind of like progressive alternative comedy um up until a female comedy um and she really smashed it and blew it out blew it all out of the water when it came to her um her show oh my god i so i can't believe i've just spoken solidly for 36 minutes and um if you've gotten to the end of this um well done well i mean just i just want to recommend for people to just have me on in the background and you don't have to like listen to me you know or it's just it's just something where i feel like the more um it's sort of in the background the more it perhaps resonates or absorbs or you catch things that may resonate with you 
um, as to just interesting things about beings and behavior and pattern. Um, On this triple Cancer energy day, Sun, Moon, Mercury in Cancer, I I invested in some oregano oil um, and I found some from Nikiora, which is a company in London, North London, Little Line House. Um, and I mixed in the oregano with some baby oil, just any baby oil, really, no brand names necessary. You could probably also, like, mix it in with some rapeseed or even olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. Um, I, d- I bought some oregano. Oh, I'm just so relaxed. That's why I'm like, <laughs> Um oregano essential oil can improve skin conditions neutralize pain and soothe itchiness if you have itchiness Uh, in cosmetics oregano essential oil can fight the look of aging brighten the the complexion and soothe discomfort associated with arthritis or injury um and in these times where we can't go for like have get on Forgetting, I'm so relaxed right now in this cancer home, motherly, caring energy. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh my god, my brain's turned to mush. Uh, yes, in these times where you can't really get your nails done, go for like health sessions or massages, I find that um, what I do if I if I can't reach those areas of my back. I kind of like strip off and I kind of roll into a ball and then my arms can basically reach those back areas where they can't usually, it's not really that easy to get to. And then I kind of like rub in the, rub it in. Um, and I, I kind of go around my lymphatic areas as well, which is under the armpits, across the tra- chest, obviously around the stomach. Um, that's different areas. And then lymphatic areas and ducts around the face, behind, under the ears and the neck, under the... And sort of move with your maybe your two fingers across your face, under your eyes, and just do sort of circular motions... Oh, it's so relaxing. Um, That's just one idea of how to utilise this energy um, coming forward into this full moon tomorrow. Um, Not full moon. I'm blurred. New moon that's coming in tomorrow. Um, You know, some people like to put candles in the bath and um, get their crystals out and that sort of thing. But a good old massage. And um, yeah, I've chosen oregano oil because I've been reading up on loads of really cool things about it. Um, uh, In addition to fighting off bacteria, some test tube studies have found that oregano and its components may also protect protect against some viruses. Um, I do smell like a spice rack right now, but it's kind of, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm just sort of still trying to like only go out if I have to in in that respect of not having to expose myself to unnecessary unnecessary elements um especially like with this cancer energy I've gone proper crab mode and uh, yeah um, uh, just an example of how to um reap the benefits of homeopathic essential oils this is oh lovely so with this coming up new moon in cancer on monday it's a double so sun and moon and then on wednesday i think it then turns into leo um sun in leo i'm pretty sure um the energy is 
really um, emotional mother, you know, that motherly energy that I've been talking about throughout this episode of Mudheart. Um, and new moons are um, a great time to manifest our goals and connect with your self and to start new projects um, and move forward. Um, what I mentioned, I do mention about Cancerian energy being the mother and it's also child energy. Um, it's your inner child, which I think and it's really important for Cancerians to acknowledge um, about themselves because they're living in an adult world where they you know they need to like pull their socks up and be responsible but really there's a the inner child is so prevalent whenever I look at at someone with cancer energy I just see a child um and you know they just want love and and homeliness and motherly attention I guess and if they don't get that they rebel and I suppose that might be indicative, for example, of someone like Courtney Love. Um, so, um, but, um, and I, would, I will talk about moon and cancer as well, because people like, um, Kurt Cobain had moon, he was Pisces, moon and cancer. So he, he did, this energy does feel rejection and it does like linger on that negative energy rather than process it and move forward, um, which is what the message really is. I mean, like, this whole weekend I, I you know as much as I would like to um have gone out and gone partying or be with my friends I lit I I, t- I have just literally set up camp in my backyard with um like a little not a lilo but like a little um summer bed like it just collapsible thing and something that you'd see in a carry-on movie you know with like barber stripes and um, a parasol and then I I found like some Indian kind of like bed covering and um, just clipped it on with clothes pegs and made a tent out of it like and just made it really cozy with cushions and like all my kind of paints and pastels and um, sketchbooks and I've been drawing and really feeling just so cozy and yummy and I, um, I've just go. I've just gone with that energy, and, and um, I'm, don't feel like I've got em- mof- mofo, uh, FOMO, mofo, FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out, which I do suffer from sometimes. Well, definitely when I was a teenager, but then that's your hormones as well, isn't it? But um, I, yeah, I have really been feeling that homely vibe of um, like even when it was Scorchio Friday and Saturday. I kind of like, I've just, I feel like I've been on holiday. Like I've changed up my routine, you know, um, and uh, just doing, sometimes doing some things differently can make you feel like a change and then refresh you. Um, why have I, what was I, um, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent again, haven't I? I just wanted to talk about manifesting intentions for Monday on this new moon. Um, so it says uh, to do as things to do as a child. This is from Astro Aphrodite, um, p- pretty ex prophet. Uh, she says, uh, with this Cancer New Moon approaching, show your inner child some love and rewrite your history. Um, what else does she say? Um, yeah, um, she's yeah. She's giving you the reason how to visualize it and. Um, what she, she, I'm noticing that the things that make me anxious now are things that I wasn't allowed to do as a child. Asking for help, slowing down, making mistakes, needing attention. That's so cancer! That's so cancer energy. Um, I think that, like, new moons will definitely make... That's also what I wanted to say. Um, all the astrologers that I speak, that I listen to... I've said that July, August time is going to be like a respite. So um, take this time to really kind of um, uh, build on yourself and enjoy yourself um, because by October, and I think it's obviously all mostly to do with nothing that sinister, but a shift 
in energies seasonal wise so with the coronavirus thing i think that what they're saying is um it's more um active around four degrees so when the temperature drops that's when perhaps we'll see a spike um i just wanted to project that out there that the next couple of months like you don't stress yourself out unnecessarily you know because we don't know i'm just trying to do that cancerian thing and think ahead and think um this time next year or in 2022 what what will we be doing how will life change how will we have adjusted you know as opposed to what's happening now how i'm feeling now how i'm going to react now um and that might um i don't know bring some kind of clarity as to um how how to be in the present Thanks for getting to the end of the podcast here on Mud Hut. Hopefully we'll see you next time. Lots of love. Hello, you've tuned into Mud Hut. Welcome to the new episode. 34.